0: Hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Have you ever cried at a commercial? You probably just said you're joking, right? Well, actually I'm not. And I have to admit that I have. Although this wasn't just any commercial. It was a statement, a statement for marriage equality. Now that I've piqued your interest, join us as we talk with Betsy Cotting of Mass Mutual as she shares with us how this amazing show of support was made. If you're interested in watching the video, you can find it on YouTube or on debtfreeguys.com. Just search for Betsy. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. Hey, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 drink. Well <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: exactly. Everybody wants to be a part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to, to look good. My, my decision was, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to stay and work someplace
0: where this is a problem. Normally, we don't drink on Queer Money, but because we're talking about a subject
1: that David is rather vanilla on... Um, <laughs> Grab a glass of wine, because you're listening to Queer Money with the Debt-Free Guys. This is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective. Well, we have Betsy Cotting here today. We're really excited to have you. Thank you for joining us.
2: Oh, I'm happy to
1: be here. Absolutely. Um, we have been talking with you for quite some time. You were very integral in getting MassMutual to publish in 20, November 2015 the Vow to Protect campaign, which is um, a very tear-jerking video <laughs> <laughs> uh, commercial or support, or video support of um, uh, the same-sex marriage that passed in June of 2015. And um, we wanted to talk with you today because uh, David and I have both worked for Fortune 500 companies. And even though um, they won all sorts of awards for their LGBT support, trying to get them to make some more um, uh, obvious support visible. visible support of the LGBT community was always challenging. So mm-hmm. we were very inspired that you were able to do something so what we perceive as monumental, and that's why we have you on today. so um just to give our audience some context, do, would you mind giving us an introduction of, of who you are and what you do at Mass Mutual, please?
2: Sure, no problem. Um, so I'm Betsy Cotting, and uh, I'm a social media manager at MassMutual. And that means that I um, manage the platforms like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google+, not so much anymore, <laughs> and YouTube. Um, and, um, you know, run everything from your organic, everyday posts to big campaigns like Vow to Protect.
1: Absolutely, very cool. So, um, if I understand correctly, you're um, a graduate of Rutgers University.
2: I did. I got um, a what's called what they call a mini MBA in social media marketing. Um, so I did um, a short program with them because I have a lot of experience with websites and web development, but but um, and was really interested in social media and had done some some kind of hands-on learning, but really wanted to kind of codify my my learning. So I, I did go back to school and, and get a, a certificate from Rutgers.
1: Nice. Very cool. So what was appealing to you about um, social media, especially since it's relatively, you know, I still see it as new. Maybe I'm dating myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you know what it is? I think um, I've been working at, on websites for, for years, and I was out in San Francisco um, during the first dot-com boom. Um, so now I'm dating myself a little bit. <laughs> um, I and I loved the immediacy of that kind of communication. Um, I love the fact that websites were a great and informal way to get information to people. Um, so that's always been part of my career. Um, and then, yeah, as social media developed, I just thought it's even a little less formal and more immediate, and more there's more community there, and it felt more authentic. So. I kind of went in, in that direction, um, which has been really exciting.
1: Absolutely. Nice. It seems like it's the place to be these days. So <laughs> that's a. Yeah.
2: Well, it's a fun and, and creative and also a little bit strategic and analytical place to be. So that makes it interesting.
1: It's that analytical part that always stumps us. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to read all that data and what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: there's yeah. so many outlets out there. It's amazing to me. It just seems like almost every week you hear about another new platform that's everyone is telling you need, you need to be on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's the one thing that is a little bit scary about social media is it's always, I mean, it's scary and great. It's always evolving and there's always a, a next big thing. Um, so it's um, it's hard to keep up with sometimes, but it's it's also sort of fun to see where the platforms are going and, and now kind of how they're competing. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. And thank yeah. you for thank God for Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> yes. <right. laughs> and keep an eye out for all of us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so um, when did you join Mass Mutual?
2: I have been with Mass Mutual for about two and a half years.
1: Gotcha. And have they always been supportive of the queer community?
2: Yeah, very supportive. Um, and which is, you know, one of the reasons that I joined Mass Mutual. Um, there's this incredible history. In fact, as part of the campaign, we were putting together this cool infographic and timeline of Mass Mutual and sort of Mass Mutual support for the queer community, you know, starting with, um, the things that used to be a big deal, like, hey, we had domestic partner benefits when that was the really the only thing yeah. we could offer, right? right? And that was a big deal because I remember asking that question. You know, you kind of mumbled like, oh, do you have coverage for, you know, non-married? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so starting back, so we did this great timeline. It starts back at that point all the way through um, our partnerships with Out and Equal and with Glisten, um, our sponsorship of the Gay Games, um we signed the Amicus brief against uh, DOMA. Um, we were one of the first uh, companies to sign yeah. that. So, um, yeah. sorry. So my child is yelling in the hallway right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, queer families are just like straight families.
2: Okay. <laughs> we apologize. Um, yeah. So, so there was this great history there and really active um, Pride employee group. And so we saw all these things and we thought, um, you know, and then the Supreme Court decision really ha- happened and, and we were all kind of having these conversations within our walls saying, you know, Mass Mutual really has, um, we feel really good about Mass Mutual's, um, support of the community. And this is an important time for the community. And what can we do? What should we do? What should we say? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, I like to call it, uh, Kind of one of the untold stories of Mass Mutual, um, because, you know, Mass Mutual's is kind of a, a quiet company in, in some ways. Um, but this is such a, a great story. And we felt like, Hey, we're not a Johnny come lately to this, this community. We're, we've really been here, really been a supporter um, of local pride parades and, and, uh, partnerships with, you know, gay and lesbian chambers of commerce and all that kind of stuff. So. There was
0: a lot there. Do you mind my asking? I I think Mass Mutual was uh, founded in 1851. Is that what what we have here? Yeah. Yeah, So it's a company that's been around for a very long time. Um, What do you think it was about the employees at Mass Mutual that made that cohesive group of queer individuals that kind of drove this conversation inside the company?
2: Yeah, I, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I think it was a combination of, of leadership and employees. Um, I think, you know, we are in Western Massachusetts, so we are in a pretty progressive part of the country. Um, and that helps with our culture. Um, and I think also, um, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to our CEO, Roger Crandall. I mean, he is, um, he's the first one to say, um, that this is the kind of uh, thing that he wants to do and the kind of thing that he wants to stand for. Um, and so, and I think also the executive sponsors, every um, employee group at Mass Mutual has an executive sponsor, and our executive sponsor was also, um, was uh, at the time, um, the CFO, and, and he was very a very vocal um, champion. And a lot of employees were were vocal, um, and and I think those things together kind of created this groundswell of of um, support and credibility, and and really established um, the LGBT community within the walls of MassMutual.
1: Nice. Did they ever share um, why they had such support?
2: Uh, would the employees or the, the leadership?
1: Uh, leadership. Sorry.
2: You know, I, I think it was, um, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not positive, but here's my take on it. I mean, I think that as leadership changes, um, and you get different generations of people, um, you get people who think like, this is not a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, and I think also, you know, Roger Crandall is really committed to changing the culture of mass mutual. Um, and, um, so I think he, he feels personally, um, that LGBT rights are important. And I think that he feels personally that an open and accepting and diverse workplace is the best thing that you can create. Um, and so that message really, um, permeates the culture.
0: Yeah. It's really nice to know that, um, that you have that internal support because then you you feel much more confident about not only being out in the workplace but also asking for support for your community and being a part of that diverse diverse and, and inclusive organization so that you can share you know i think personally we when we when we know that our companies have our back in this particular facet we all say we all want to say and and do things that are much more supportive of our, of our employers. We want to champion them. If they're, if they're championing us, we want to do the exact same thing for them.
2: Yeah, it's so true. I mean, and it's, um, it's funny because we are making the evolution from employee resource groups to business resource groups. Mm -hmm. Um, So from ERGs to BRGs. And I think that um, that's, the commitment on the on the employees' part too to say we feel like there's we want to give back in a tangible way whether that's recruiting uh, you know typically it's it's uh, recruiting and and um and you know bringing new talent into the company um, yeah. but but you're right I think it, it does pay back.
0: It's interesting you say that because one of the things that John and I have talked about quite a bit over the last couple of months is this idea of. Uh, how our our community has matured, and we've gone from basically in hiding to, in some ways, being victims uh, and needing other people. And then uh, there was the AIDS crisis, and we were, you know, definitely in need of support. And we've kind of come to our own in the nineties and two thousands, where we are strong and mature. And it's now our opportunity for us to be a strong pillar in our global community. No longer do we, are we in many ways looking for support. We have the opportunity now to offer support to others.
2: Yes. Yep. I, I think that's great. And it's interesting that that kind of, that's the arc of the story of, of the central video that we put together for our Vow to Protect campaign. I mean, it starts with some of the people We had all age groups, but they all talked about this concept of hiding and not talking about being gay to, you know, having this incredible, you know, feeling of when the Supreme Court decision came down and like this sense that you don't have to hide anymore. And then the sense of what the, what is, what does the future hold for us? You know, now that we have ownership, um, of our families and our relationships and our futures Um, and so yeah it is it's um, I think that's right it's it it is definitely the dawning of a a new era
1: yeah absolutely I think you know the the fight the talk of the fight always seemed to stem from we want equal rights we want the same protections Um, but I think what was what made it an emotional decision was that we were finally it it was a a version of validation we finally felt as a community that a our government sees us as equal. And, you know, our society then obviously sees us as equal. And I think that that validation is what made the the, the Supreme Court decision so emotional. And, and David and I were, were cynical ourselves. We didn't think it was going to pass. So we were up late, late, late that night <laughs> watching the news, um, you know, watching all the excitement because it was the only, only way we could revel it in ourselves. So it, it was it was a great decision. Um, so I want to ask, you said what? There was a lot of conversation taking place within Mass Mutual of how you can um, celebrate this change in law um, and also, you know, show that demonstrate in a, in a more visible way that Mass Mutual has been sort of leading this for for years prior to um, even Doma changing. How did you? How did Mass Mutual get to the point of of making such a visible investment? Because I think it's one thing to say we'll sponsor Pride typically. I don't know if your pride is similar to ours, but typically that's about $5,000 to get a table and all, but everything that comes with that. But it's another thing to put forth such an investment because, um, you know, video and camera and hire the people to talk and um, have them waive their rights and whatnot. How did you arrive at such a visible um, demonstration?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely a, a process. Um, we, we talked a lot about... Um, the opportunity um so the fact that the marriage decision had happened and the fact that we felt like we had a great story to tell and also something to offer right because if you you know one of the times people come to mass mutuals is when they first get married and <laughs> they start to think about right. financial planning or insurance or things like that so we thought well here's a whole bunch of people who are going to get married <laughs> you know so we felt like we had really something to offer and something to say to the community, um, so it was. It popped up in so many different places, and we all and and I don't know that we knew at that moment how big a commitment we were going to make, but oh. we we you know we jumped in and we said, well, this is the theme that we want. Um, we want to do something around our commitment to the community. We want to do something around uh, marriage equality. And so we'd started working through the creative process and the communication process. and um, when the, um, the video was filmed, I think what happened was for all of us who were involved, we suddenly had this moment where we said, well this is this is what we talk about in our tagline, you know it was like you know we um, that we want to help people um secure their future and protect the ones they love and then we said well there's a there's the word all is not in that statement but it's sort of implied right and then we were like well yeah that's that's what we do and then we thought well that's what everybody wants and so and that's what these couples expressed as we were filming them so all these things kind of came together in this like, this is a human truth. Like, everybody wants to protect their families. Everybody wants their relationship respected. It's the truth about our brand, right? That that's the business we're in. Um And so we were like, it was just suddenly like, wow, mind blown. You know, it's like this, this great thing happened. And um, we said, well, this is really what we're all about as a brand. So then I think we felt good from a... Like human rights perspective, and then we felt good as a brand. Like, hey, this is what we do. You know, we help all people. So, in that way, it was almost a no brainer. You know, which sounds funny. I mean, I won't say it's a no brainer because <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of discussion. I mean, we have two men kissing in there, and yeah. you know, there, there's um we had we had there was a lot of talking about <laughs> <laughs> about the kissing, but um, yeah, but ultimately, I think we felt like this is real and this is honest and this is a real reflection of, of um, who we are.
0: Nice. It, it, uh, it just makes you feel like you're, the values of your company that you, you read about and you, you hear from your leaders, it's just an exclamation point on those values, especially for our community, I think.
2: Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And I think it was wonderful to see that and to know that even as we got um, – through the final presentation of the video, which, like I said, we didn't know if it was going to be big or small or a big statement or a small statement um, that everyone was behind it a hundred percent and was really uh, committed to getting it out there.
0: So let me ask you a question. I I know that you have this, you had the support of various individuals in, in the company. There had to have been some fear too, though, behind this. What, what, what do you think uh, when you were doing this? Because it is a statement. What was some of the things that you were scared about? I think that for for those of you who are thinking about doing this or trying to do something like this in your own company, uh, it, it, the, it's the, those are the fears that we all, all are concerned with. And if we have those, then we know that our leaders most likely have those. So what do you think were some of the fears that you, that you or the leaders had that you either were able to uh, dismiss or you were able to, uh, to find some way of getting around those fears?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I, and I, you know, I think that we felt, um, I think that we felt the fear at times and and we, we felt the risk as we kind of entered into this, this big campaign. Um, and I think part of it was, um, that we, kn- we knew that other financial institutions that had done very big, um, statement campaigns or very big campaigns for the LGBT community, um, there had been some backlash in some cases, you know, whether it was, um, you know, a bank doing a big campaign and someone threatening to remove move, remove all their assets. Um, and so um, one of the things we thought about was um, just how to prepare for um, kind of the big and the small public blowback <laughs> that there might be. Um, so uh, we spent a lot of time just talking to all the communicators in the organization, you know, whether that was people who talk to our employees or, um, you know, we have, we have a home office, but as, as you guys know, because here in this business, we have agencies all across the country too. So we talked to the communicators who talked to our agents and we talked to the leaders of the agent groups. And we talked to our leaders who talked to the more senior people. <laughs> and it was just like this sense that everyone knew, knew what it was all about. And, and that we, um, you know, that we would have kind of the standby statement or, or whatever. But I think what was amazing is, you know, there was an open dialogue and I, and I think one, we were impressed by how much positive, um, feedback there was internally and externally. And I think, um, two, you know, if, if there were negative comments or, um, you know, somebody got a phone call, there was never this sense of like, Um, oh, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna backpedal. We're gonna, we're not gonna to, to move forward. It was always like, we know we're doing the right thing. We know this represents our brand in the right way. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful video. Um, and, um, so there was a real support there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it was, um, you never know. I mean, and we saw some negative stuff on Facebook um, and on some of the other social channels and you know, our philosophy there is that that community tends to self-correct um, and kind of self, self-police a little bit. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you get got somebody who says something negative, usually somebody else chimes in and, and is willing to engage in <laughs> a long dialogue <laughs> about, um, you know, along, a along back and forth about uh, their different beliefs. But, um, Yeah, so I I wouldn't say, I mean, it was a more of a a general commitment to to moving forward. But, um, you know, I think that we all felt a little bit of fear at certain points, um, because as we were saying before, it's like, well, the world is changing, and actually the mass mutual culture is changing. So we felt that we were really at sort of the nexus of part of this change, and yeah, you know, it's like we were riding the wave and we were hoping that we
1: weren't too far out in front of it. Yeah, right. So it sounds like to me, what I'm hearing is there were two key ingredients. One is uh, there was support from the top down. Um, so if you're in working for a company where you don't necessarily have that support, it's probably um, if you want to do something similar or something that's a little bit out there compared, uh, relative to what your company has done before, is to start that dialogue with your leadership um, as soon as possible. And then it also sounds like the other ingredient was to have the dialogue throughout the entire company, all your business partners and contractors and whatnot, so that they were prepared and um, felt a part of that discussion.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think having people feel feel part of it um, was um, was a big deal, actually. Um, and yeah, and over communicating um, is is important, Uh, you know, so much so that, like, the more updates you give them, people are like, "Oh, okay, you know, I get it. I understand what you're
1: (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Stop
2: telling me about it.
1: (laughs) In your experience, do you have, would you have any suggestions for somebody who does works for a company who doesn't necessarily have that kind of support and leadership? How they might go about starting that dialogue, or or maybe overcoming any any objections. Yeah, I
2: mean, I think at some level you you probably need um a champion. So even if you even if you're not getting that from the highest levels, if you can get um if you have a core employee group or um you can get uh someone in a leadership role uh, and talk to them about what you want to do and, and the value of it. Um and I think the other thing, you know the other thing that I noticed um and I don't know if these were related, but the thing that I noticed that was happening at mass Mutual is we had um, we had changed our dress code to become a lot less formal. Um, some of our internal spaces had been um, renovated, had to be a lot more open and have all these kind of informal meeting spaces. So I think one thing I would say is to look for clues um, in the way that your company's culture is changing. And if you see that there are people who are kind of on the forefront of, of, um, breaking down walls in other areas, um, that maybe those are people that you want to align with, you know, because there's a reason that we now wear jeans <laughs> to work and, you know, we meet at, in big open spaces and near the Starbucks, you know, it's, um, it's part of the evolution of the world, um, So if you can find people who are doing those things, you may be able to align with them. And there may be some, some other cultural changes that, um, you know, can be affected. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I think it's a brilliant recommendation actually. Um, What's fascinating is that there is a lot of evolution in the workspace right now. And I think a lot of that is, um, this is just my own um, analysis. I think a lot of that is being driven by millennials and they have certain expectations and they won't work for a company, for example, um, who doesn't provide protections for all members of the community. And it sounds, you know, they are also a little bit less um, a- attracted to companies that do require suits and ties. Um, so it, it, it it's, it's, it's almost like it's a, a natural evolution simply because they're, they're driving that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think, um, I think, the millennials entering the workforce in larger and larger numbers has, has a lot to do with it. And, and that's great because the millennials are a generation that um, I think it's really true that, that they don't, um, they don't see the differences maybe as much as older generations do. So it's a lot of like, so what if you're gay, you know, (laughs) it's it's not a big deal. Um, And that's, uh, I think those are going to be wonderful transformations and, in everyone's organizational culture,
1: absolutely, it, 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 it's very exciting, and I'm very—I love watching it right now. So, yeah. um, may I ask, um, MassMutual must have done some preparation for a public backlash, potential boycott, or whatnot. What kind of preparations did you take?
2: Mostly, it was um, meeting with our media relations team, and um, and we have, um, you know a PR firm that, that we work with, and a lot of it was just um, making sure that we had kind of a, a standby statement um, so that uh, if anything did come up, we were prepared to to respond um, and that the people who are the, the leaders in media relations um, knew exactly what we were doing and what our timing was of releasing the videos and they had seen the videos. Um, they were pretty calm about it all, though. I have to say, like, I thought that they would want to have um, some sort of major, like, fire drill crisis plan, <laughs> but, you know, wasn't there, that wasn't their inclination, um, and it turned out to be that we didn't, you know, we didn't need that. We had no major explosion, so I think their instincts were right there. Nice.
1: Yeah. I think it's great. It's awesome that you were, you were prepared, but it's even more awesome that, um, that, you know, you didn't need to respond.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was almost funny because I had been to a presentation um, by one of the big banks who said that they had something they called their Armageddon communications plan <laughs> for when they had done a, a, a LGBT campaign. And so I, you know, I was marching around the office saying like, we need to be ready for Armageddon. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and um, And I think that, Everyone else was like, no, you know, I, I think we're good. <laughs> you know? And I i was the one that was like, no, I think something could really go wrong here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but it wasn't, it, it didn't go wrong. And, you know, there was no Armageddon.
1: Yeah, I think it says a lot for Mass Mutual's culture. And I think it says a lot for the evolution of, of, of our culture, the country's culture, um, um, that Armageddon didn't happen. Right. You know, so that leads me to the, my next question: What has been the overall general response of Val to Protect?
2: So incredibly positive. I mean, it's been it's been so wonderful. Um, it was positive from the general public, and we had people saying, you know, which is exactly what you want to hear as a big company: that I, I will be your customer for life. <laughs> you know, I love what you did. This is a video that I didn't skip after the first five seconds, and um, just wonderful, wonderful things. And in the media, um, recognition of, uh, just the beauty and the authenticity of the message. Um, and I think even from our community of, of, um, financial advisors, you know, very, very positive. Um, I think we had one person because we haven't, you know, we have an internal network as well as external facing communications. And I think we got one frowny face. One of the articles that we wrote, Um, but generally people were and we we did, you know, and we had the agents who serve the LGBT market in different parts of the country were also part, you know, were also consulted and involved in the campaign. So um, and people knew that. So they were, you know, saying to one of the guys who um, was with us at Out and Equal, you know. Uh, congratulations Brian and thanks for being at the forefront of this and um, so yeah so and then employees I had people uh, walk walking up to me I mean of course all of our you know LGBT employees were thrilled even straight straight people were walking up to me saying I love this video and I sat down with my kids and we all watched it and
1: <laughs> oh, that's
2: awesome that's- so It was truly amazing, you know, it was, it is, and is, I mean, I, I, um, it's it's such a wonderful, wonderful, um, video. Yeah.
0: So I I have a question. I, I, it's obvious that this meant something to you personally. Um, so maybe, could you tell us a little bit about that, about the personal experience that you had in being a part of this process?
2: Yeah, it's so funny that you ask that. I, um, because there were times when I was, I felt, um, I myself felt a little bit afraid and, and it had nothing to do with what was happening at Mass Mutual, but just sort of, uh, being of the generation that I'm from and, and having felt like remembering times when you felt like as a, as a gay person that you were going to have a pretty sad life and um and then here i was um you know years later working on this campaign and just kind of walking around the halls of mass mutual you know talking to everybody in marketing about and everybody across the country about this this valid protect campaign and it was about gay marriage and it was about gay relationships and gay couples and and um it was, um, and I have always been out at work, um, but it was such a feeling of like, wow, it was like, and oh my God, we're really doing this and I'm really talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> and which is, which is different than kind of what had been my reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a, as a young person starting my career. So, um, for me, it was, uh, mind blowing and gratifying and, um, emotional in, in so many different ways. Um, and yeah, and a, and a little bit scary too. And a little bit funny sometimes because I, um, I found myself, you know, turning to my colleagues who were mostly straight and saying like, do you think we should have gay people kissing in this video? Uh, Cause I wasn't so sure. <laughs> you know? and, and, and I did that for a couple of reasons. I wasn't really sure if, if, that was going to distract. Um, but I also wanted to make it okay for people to feel like we could talk about that. And I wouldn't be offended or I wouldn't think that they were homophobic because they didn't like the kissing scene, you know? Um, so anyway, it was really, yeah, there was a whole personal element to it. that was really a kind of a wild ride in a lot of ways.
0: So what has been, um, the, I don't know if if pinnacle is the right word, but what has been the most exhilarating or the most thrilling experience? I, I You know, to be honest, I, I I think we said at the beginning, John and I, the first time we watched this, I cried, you know, it, yeah. because yeah. because partly of what you've said, you know, the experience that we had growing up and the generation that we came from, um, you know, when I came out, my father told me, he said, you're never going to be happy and you're never going to fall in love. And right. to right. see people who are happy and in love on a commercial just reiterates yeah. that my life, you know, it, like John said, it's validation. Uh, and and yeah. so I, I can't imagine, you know, what, what are, have been some of your experiences around that?
2: Yeah, well, I you know, the first time that I saw the video, I think, was one of those moments because I just felt like I couldn't believe um how well the story was told and how powerful it was. And, and, um, I was just so in awe of, you know, it felt like we caught lightning in a bottle, you know, it's like, <laughs> wow, this is really it. This is exactly it. Um, and that was an amazing moment for all of us. Um, and, um, and then the other time was going out to LA, um, because we had a partnership with the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, and she showed our our video um, and talked about it and did this really hilarious um, interspersing um, clips from The Bachelor. And, <laughs> and, and you know, if you've got a problem with gay marriage, look look what the straight people are doing. <laughs> you know? um, and then just just kind of being there. And we got a tour of the set afterwards. So it was a, it was a pretty exciting moment. Nice. I have
1: to ask, did you um, you know, coming from the generation I think we're from similar generation, so we had similar experiences and needing to hide and thinking that we were gonna always be miserable. Um, when you were producing this, did you sort of feel um that's the right word? Um like you were serving two agendas. You wanted to do what was right for Mass Mutual and and protect them, but you also wanted to serve your 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 queer community. Did you feel like you were kind of playing on both both teams, for lack of a better word.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's. Uh, I think that's a good, good way of of putting it. And I didn't. Um, it was funny because in the beginning, when we were talking about, you know, what we were going to do um, before we had decided even to to do an LGBT campaign, we had some other options, and I remember trying to document all of our options like well we could do this or we could do this or we could do this you know we could talk about social security because that's a big issue (laughs) we could talk about um gay marriage (laughs) you know and we could talk about something else I forget what my other idea was but um so I wanted to try and be impartial even though you know my heart and soul was was in it so yeah I definitely did I mean I felt like what an incredible opportunity um to serve my community and my and my company, you know, at the same time. So there was definitely a lot of kind of heart and passion um, from from me involved in in it because it was, um, yeah, just I mean, such a big moment for our community and such a wonderful opportunity yeah. um, to put it together.
0: It definitely sounds that sounds like that you did the the upfront work. To work with the leaders in your community, I'm sorry, in, in, in your company, so that there wasn't cognitive dis- dissonance between you what you wanted and what the company wanted. You Like you said earlier, there was this complete buy-in and that they, they felt that this was something of of importance and value, which makes it a lot easier for you to champion it.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, and I, I may not have gone down that road if I didn't know that... Um, if I didn't know that mass mutual had this great history and great story. Um, so, um, it just felt like, uh, part of the message was like, Hey guys, you know, you're not telling this wonderful story that you have right in front of you. Like you are a champion of the LGBT community. Like, and let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about all the wonderful things that mass mutual has done.
1: Definitely. Do you, um, I think this might be the last question do you are there any other components or steps that um, that you remember taking that we might not have covered that could benefit someone um, maybe doing a similar initiative or their own initiative like this um, in their own company
2: yeah i'm I'm trying to think that's a that's a great question um, I think um, one thing that I would say I've talked to other companies that have a similar structure to ours which is you know, kind of a, a corporate entity, but also, you know, field offices. Um, and I think that that, if that's your structure, that it's important to engage and involve, um, people who are not just in your corporate headquarters, but who are all over, um, the country, kind of interfacing with customers all the time. Um, uh, so that's, that's one thing. Um, that, that I would really say is important. Um, and I guess the other thing is just, you, you know, our, um, agency, Mo and Lo, uh, was really our partner in this. Um, so I think having a really great creative partner is invaluable. Um, and we have had a long-standing relationship with Mo and Low, and there's a lot of trust, and, um, and they really know our brand, and, um, but you can't, um, you know you can't understate the fact that we had a great creative director um and they just took this idea and ran with it and and made something so so beautiful
1: yeah absolutely it is it. something beautiful <laughs> it is <laughs> and i I love the the vow to protect name because you know obviously mass mutuals is, is their your your job is to protect your clients and um but then also families that you know the spouses want to protect their spouses and their children and I think it's a it's a great title.
2: But so funny. I mean, we had just the hardest time naming this campaign. It's funny that you say that. And oh, we yeah. loved and we ended up but we had, I don't know, at least five or six like brainstorming meetings where we wrote uh, you know, names all over a whiteboard <laughs> and we were trying to come at it from the marriage angle or I mean we started out with now protect love. Um and we morphed into a couple of the things. And of course they were already taken by other companies or another company launched with the, one of the names that we chose <laughs> in. So, um, but then we, we came to that, which yeah, really, um, as you said, I mean, I think you're, you're getting exactly the message that we want people to get, which is that protection is, is part of our, part of what we do. So, wow. yeah.
1: So I think, um, I do want to disclose, um, you know, it, this might have sounded like, sounded like a Mass Mutual commercial, but um, what we think that Mass Mutual did was brave and um, really put yourselves out there. And I think lots of companies are inclined to try to serve everybody, but very oftentimes, if you're trying to serve everybody, you run the risk of serving nobody. And when you make decisions that put you on the right side of history, that's that are inclusive um, that are, that are, that are about spreading protections and freedoms. Um, this is an example of, of the rewards that you reap from that. And it doesn't sound like you, mass mutual received a lot of backlash from it. If, if, if any, I, I think I heard a, a frowny face yeah. <laughs> on an article somewhere. So it, that, that bodes well for, um, any company trying to put themselves out there and, and being a leader in any kind of initiative like this so um if there is uh, any of our listeners who's who you know are inspired to do something in their own company um you know use this as an example mass mutual as an example um to your leaders of why making such an initiative is, is could be valuable so that's, I think, all we have. So we we want to thank you, Betsy. Uh, we uh, just to let our audience know, we I think this is our third or fourth attempt to try to make this call happen. <laughs> um, so we we appreciate your patience. Um, it's such a compelling and and, and interesting story, and we, we thank you for your time. And we think our audience will get a lot out of out of it. So thank you very much. It was
2: very good, welcome. great to talk to you. Yeah, same. Great to talk to you guys. I really appreciate it, and it's always fun to talk about this campaign and. It makes me cry too, so I always like to other, talk to other people. <laughs> <and cry.
0: laughs> but I'm not just a pushover for a sappy story. <laughs> so,
1: like I said, we did try to we did attempt to record this at several times, and so before each 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 attempt re, attempted recording, we did watch the video, and um, it was always a concern that we were going to be blood sh- bloodshot or, or have a <laughs> stuffy throat because we <laughs> just cried. But we're we're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much um, for your time, and uh, um, we thank our audience for for listening. We
0: want to thank Betsy for sharing this journey with us and Mass Mutual for taking a stand that clearly many companies are hesitant to take. Although we are not paid by Mass Mutual for this podcast, please remember to support businesses that support us.
1: Okay. We just serviced you, now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at Queer.Money. Well, I'm not really gay. It <laughs> <laughs> would help me if I had a personal chef who made all my coffee all meals for me. Right. So instead I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, I like the butts, so...
2: <laughs> yeah. uh,